Summit 40. Hey, we are back. Woo. Who? Several weeks into season two here on our first time at 40. We are in a different room. If you hear an echo, it's simply because the acoustics here are slightly different than what we've been doing recently. Uh, this is our first time at 40, the story of two 40-somethings who are purchasing a home, have purchased a home for the first time ever. My name is Nicholas. I'm here as always with my wife, Laura. Hi. And we are um, really in, in a, you know, when we were in the escrow phase back in season one of the show, we, we found ourselves in a lull of, you know, is anything happening? What's going on? And then when we moved in, there was lots of activity. There were lots of projects. Um, and, and then there was even lots of just, you know, getting boxes unpacked, et cetera, et cetera. And now we've found ourselves at another plateau, which we've been at now for a couple of weeks. But um, we found ourselves in this place where we want to get a lot of work done or we want to move in some more, but either the furniture hasn't been delivered or the contractor's not responding to us anymore or the stuff we've ordered is on back order, materials, etc., for building. And so we've kind of just everything's come to a halt and we've just been living our lives. So um, I guess the, the, the first question for this week, because nothing's really happened this week, um, but the first question for this week, I guess for you, you know, is, is how are you feeling about this plateau phase of just living in the new house? I feel two ways. I guess I get to do that. I'm a Gemini. Yeah. Two. Um, so first way I feel is. Are you a Gemini? Yeah. I don't know if I ever you knew that. Wait, why? That's I'm, weird. I never really think about the signs. Sure. You're a Taurus. Does that, does that go along with being a Taurus so you don't think about the signs? Uh, oh, no. I don't know. Oh. I actually don't know. I don't know that much. I don't think I, I ever what put you are. that together that you're a oh, Gemini. Oh, that's really funny. Do you think huh. it fits? I don't even know what it means. I, like I'm, I'm so <laughs> ignorant. Oh, this is a fun deep dive. I don't, I don't know that much. Either. What does a Gemini do? Uh, it's sort of like um, the dual personality sign. You're super outgoing, but you can also be super introverted. Do you find yourself being? I don't know. Do you? Well, I mean, who isn't? I mean, I feel like mm. so general. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with astrology. Like, you could read anything and say oh yeah that's me that's what i think that's why people like it well so what identify with anything what's a taurus uh you are earthy you like um kind of pleasures of the flesh and feast (laughs) (laughs) and you're also free-spirited but yet pragmatic yeah that's me to a t I believe I'm a so believer. There, there you now have I'm it. I'm going to start figuring out what everybody's <laughs> sign is. There you have it. Okay. So uh, you were yeah. saying you were Gemini. So as right, far so as this plateau yeah, goes, right. you've got two feelings. So it's back. My two ways are, number one, I feel in a frozen state of frustration slash overwhelm. Uh, like 
there's all the stuff. Like every room you walk in, there's stuff that we can't do. There's stuff we need to do. There's so much stuff to do everywhere that it's overwhelming. And part of that we can't do. There's some I'm sure we can, but we're also really busy. It's just, it's, it's overwhelming. So that's part one. Part two is this was a holiday weekend, 4th of July weekend. And we kind of let go of trying to do projects for a couple of days there. And we're just hanging out. We had friends over in the backyard and it felt really good. Like that's how it's supposed to be. Like we're just living life again and we have friends over and there's all this backyard space and we were playing games and running around. I mean, it felt really good. I thought that's, you know, how you're supposed to be living in your house. Yeah. What about you? Entertaining and comfortable and having people over except for the. And just hanging out like we (laughs) there was so long there where we weren't doing anything except trying to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I or move or whatever. We didn't go to the beach. We didn't like we were just in this mess and it's still we're in this mess, but like that was a little bit of like we popped our head out of the sand for a minute and had, oh yeah, this is what life feels like. Yeah. I yeah, I don't disagree that it was, you know, we have done enough to the point where we can live in the house. There's still a lot to be done. There's still a lot, you know, we're starting to get used to some of the piles of things. So, you know, after a while, if you've stared at a pile long enough, it ceases to become a pile and just becomes like a statue that you're used to admiring. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that we have gotten to a point. We've gotten to a point. That's why it's like a plateau is we've gotten to a point where enough we can just live day to day. We've gotten a, the important things off the floor into cabinets, uh, but there's still, you know, those statues that we admire, but we're at the point where we can at least have some people over and we can cook (laughs) as long as they can ignore the (laughs) smells that we still need to address. That was the most embarrassing part really is we've got this ventilation problem in the garage that is a product of our, the, the previous owner's, home improvement technique that was a huge backfire which i still don't understand how they were able to live with it because it's pretty hideous and just to give basically what's going on is uh and i can't remember if we got deep into this on the previous episode but there's um there's there's a intricate uh sewage um there's an intricate sewage infrastructure underneath the uh, the surface of this lot. There are basically two pumps happening, both of which have large barrels, and the sewage gets to a point in that barrel where it get, gets pumped up, gets to the next one, gets pumped up again, and then out to the street. And these this sewage requires ventilation, which apparently, again... I don't know nothing about sewage or plumbing, but apparently ventilation is required in order for this stuff to what not explode. I don't know. I think so. Um, I I still don't even believe that it's a normal thing, but according to our contractor, it totally is. So sure. And he showed us. He showed like he pointed to our neighbor. Well, he pointed house. to pipes. I well, don't know if those are sewage I ventilation. Think he knows. I mean, he pointed to the house and said, "Right there, that's one that's made for coming out of a bathroom," and this. Like, that's where the gas goes. He knows what he's looking at. I Okay. 
Why don't we smell it, though, I guess? Because I think it's high enough above nose level, and then it just continues up. But we live on a hill, so <laughs> our neighbor's is at nose level. I don't know. Does it just dissipate that quickly? I guess. So, okay. So I'll buy that. I'll buy that if, and and, and maybe someday, 20 years from now, we'll have a listener who's an expert in plumbing and can tell And for that matter, we know on the other side of us, the neighbor on the other side climbed on her roof to look at her ventilation because they're having plumbing (laughs) issues of a different nature. So hers is on her, like, so it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't disagree that plumbing requires ventilation. I don't know if sewage requires ventilation specifically. This is sewage. Yeah, but that's what... If everybody was pumping sewage into Mm -hmm. the top of their homes, don't you think you would smell it at some point? Like, will you get a waft of it? Evidently not, because I think that's Duriger in every home. I I don't know. (laughs) I guess this is normal. So here's, here's what gives me pause. Yeah. Which is the the basis of our problem is, as it's been explained to us, the ventilation, which is like a pipe that comes out of the sewage area, uh, goes up through this pipe that goes towards a fan in the top of the garage ceiling. And because it's going into that fan, it's not escaping. It's actually getting some some of it, this gas, is getting blown back down into the garage, filling the garage, and exiting whenever you open the door to this mm-hmm. disgusting fart smell. <laughs> I prefer to call it egg smell. Sure. But it, yeah, it, that, that the fan in the garage exists to push air down because it exists to have circulation and ventilation in the garage so, so, that, so make, this pipe, that makes sense to me in theory it's, it's just the end of a pipe that yeah. kind of ends right by this fan okay that makes so sense to me i also agree that it makes sense in theory yeah however the smell is so potent <laughs> that if every house is pumping out this smell yeah. i don't know how you don't get a waft of it from time to time and that's I a good don't. point it's a good point and maybe once it gets up above into the open air maybe it does just dissipate and no one ever knows no one's ever the wiser but every house stinks like that is the point and that's disturbing to know yeah well there's sure. a lot of stinkage well there's sewage yeah yes i mean when you think about the that's n- a lot amount of that's just from one house and that's not Angeles. even the main sewage that's like from the rarely used back house sewage yeah i mean we're humans are stinky no of course we're all pooping all the time (laughs) but i what i wasn't aware of i mean i'm aware that there's a sewer what i wasn't aware of is that those sewage smells Mm -hmm. are pumping out of the top of everybody's home all the time and somehow we never smell it which i know that if that's true if that's true which i for some reason because we're we're bearing the brunt of it right now i refuse to believe that that's true (laughs) but if it is true uh it's a miracle mm-hmm. when they realized that they could put them into pipes above their homes and no one would ever smell it. Mm-hmm. That was a miracle of modern technology. That's true. Just a little plastic tube solves life's biggest woe. I feel like there's still something else going on. That's another possibility. I think that it's not that simple. And part of my concern mm-hmm. is if you've been following this house that we purchased had a washer and dryer in the kitchen, which we moved into the garage, which required um, uh, there there's a uh, drainage 
that comes out. You put a hose down your hole into the washer dryer. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Like an outlet. Know. Yeah. You know, where the hot and cold water, you plug them in and you've got a drainage that goes down the bottom. It's like this standard kind of outlet. It's a big outlet that you put in the wall for washing, for washer and dryer. I think that pipe that we have the drainage go down is attached somehow to this sewage, and I think that we've opened a portal to another dimension. <laughs> That's another possibility. Uh, that seems much more likely to me because it's something new. Yeah. And I don't know if the previous owners would have survived, especially with someone living back there. Yeah. I don't he was know. like a 20-something dude, though. No, I don't think he cared that ha- the house... Back there smelled worse than the stinky. It doesn't make the house smell bad. It makes the backyard smell bad. I know. I don't know if that family was willing to have somebody. No, but it's not him. It is surprising. It's the family. It It affects anybody that goes in the backyard. True. Or in the garage where the previous owner liked to do all his hobbyists. He was not back there in poop smell all the time. (laughs) Maybe he was. I don't don't know if he was. It would be surprising. I'm with you. Especially if it was as simple as taking the pipe from in the garage yeah. to up through the roof. <sighs> I don't know. I just don't know. I think we opened a portal to another dimension when we added the washer dryer in there. That's a problem. Agreed. How do we close the portal? You got to seal it somehow. And and I don't know if that's impossible, but I think that there's so we've got this drainage pipe that comes out of the washing machine, goes down through this hole. That does not need to be an open hole. Like you can seal that because it's, it's just a hose. Okay. So I think that it may be an extra step that we seal that so there's not gases coming out mm-hmm. of the sides of that hose. Mm-hmm. So many gases involved. I don't I don't know if every washer and dryer is attached to a sewage system. <laughs> well, ours isn't attached to it. Do we know that? I mean. I don't know that. Okay. I don't know where the drainage is going. If it's not, if it, it 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 could be going somewhere else, but it could also be going to that sewage system. Yeah, you know where they're just know. dumping the water into right. that into that pump. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if the previous family would live with this situation because mm-hmm. it's real. <laughs> but it's not all the time. I mean, that's the other weird thing. It's it only, comes well, and goes. It, it's active when someone's actively using that toilet. It is. Because that's when is that, that pump is going more. Is that the link? Yeah. Do we know that? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because we had someone staying in there all weekend. Mm-hmm. Not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's just because that pump is more active. Mm-hmm. And so that thing it is... stirs up the... Mm-hmm. It's moving. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it might be coming out of that pipe, but it also may be coming out of that portal to mm-hmm. another dimension that we created. No. Yeah. We created a portal to a butthole. yeah yeah all right well that's where we are so these are the things it's kind of like um it's kind of like anytime you introduce a introduce a species to uh a new environment where you think oh we're going to introduce snakes to get rid of the rat problem or we're going to introduce cats to get rid of the mouse problem or you know toads to get rid of the flies whatever it is i don't know if that's a real thing <laughs> but i feel like the move of the washing machine to the garage couldn't come without some kind of a hitch and 
I might be totally wrong. It may just be that ventilation pipe. That would be nice. But if it's somehow related to this washer dryer, it wouldn't surprise me. Because there's unforeseen, you Mm -hmm. know, there's unforeseen uh, results from all kinds of things that you think are innocuous at the at the outset. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be sealed, I think. Okay. Oh, that it were so simple. Would that it were so simple? <laughs> Would that it were so simple? Would that it were so simple? <laughs> Also, my boy, why do you say it like that? What did with the twer? <laughs> also, what? Also, would be helped along if our contractor wasn't MIA. Completely MIA. Was still MIA at this point last week. Uh, still MIA. Where we got into a very contentious yeah, conversation as to did. why it should be defended or. I didn't understood. say defended or understood. I'm just saying there's a historical <laughs> and current reason. I don't think we know, need to go down that road again. Okay. Anyway, he's still in my A. Yes. Not one word from the contractor. Mm-hmm. However. But it works out that he's in my A because. The biggest job that we've got <laughs> lots of jobs. The ventilation in the garage is one. Um, we've got some plumbing that needs to be done in the kitchen. That's two. The biggest thing that's been. I know on on just the tip of all of our, <laughs> we've had every all of our listeners on the edge of their seats yeah. to find out what we're going to do about our kitchen floor. I know our tiles are in. That's exciting. Hopefully okay. they work. Hopefully they look good. But our grout, oh, the grout is back ordered. Now, if we really want to get into some interesting talk, <laughs> grout, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Is not your grandmother's 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 grout anymore? Mm-hmm. Let's hear about this new kind of grout that we ordered. All right, so the old timey gross grout that you buy from the hardware store—you have to mix with water. It's a mess. It's dust everywhere, and it doesn't ever mix evenly. So you have different colors at different points and different consistencies. Disaster. Now, hey, b- before we get to no, now, I've never noticed. I was going to say, have you ever noticed ask. different colors Absolutely of grout? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. Newfangled, new tech grout is premixed, all one flavor and color. Like paint. Dries, yeah. Dries real quick dry and has some sort of like sealant or something it to help. repels stains. Help ward off stains a little better than it used to. So no more toothbrush scrubbing on your knees. What is in grout? I don't know. It's got to be like some kind of cement. Yeah, Yeah. I have no idea. It's the new stuff has polyurethane in it. I do know that, but I don't know what anything else in it is. Okay. That's like a space age polymer type deal, like plastic or something. Yeah, I think. And it comes in different colors. You have to find the specific color. After you pick out your tile, your next step is picking out oh, what color from the paraphernalia of a hundred different grout So did you look at grout swatches? I wasn't a part yes, of that. Yes, yes. Just like when you go to the paint store and there are paint swatches, there are grout squatch, swatches, but they're on like um, toothpick width kind of situations. So you put them up 
to your tile and it would be like the same width that it is in real life. And you look at the different colors against your tile and you decide which route you want. So did you decide that or did they recommend something? Um, he recommended a different one and I pulled out one that I saw and then we put out a couple more and we both independently chose the one that I pulled out. So what did it look like? It's beige. <laughs> Far out. I don't know. It's the same thing as white. There's like a hundred beiges to choose from for your grout. <laughs> and it seems like a very important decision at the time you're making it. Well, I would I'll, imagine. You'll I never mean, look at it again. Eventually it'll be black. So it'll all, <sighs> it'll all end up in the same place. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that. But nobody, so I'm having a little, little argument with the tile store right now which is this very fancy up to do museum looking fancy tile store in a fancy part of town and we were told I ordered from the grouts that were in stock and our tiles would be there in 10 days we're on day like 14 right now the tiles have been there though tiles arrived grout I got a call right before the holiday weekend and voicemail that the grout is back ordered and maybe I might have to expedite it. I'm not sure. I'll call you Tuesday. Haven't heard from anybody on Tuesday. So I call the store and talk to some woman who's not all that interested in helping. And she said she would, that it was like in transit and I said, okay, can you give me a date when it will be here? Because we have our contractor scheduled to start demo and I don't know if that will work. If the grout is not in, is it in a day? Is it in a month? We don't know. So she said, okay, yeah, I can try to find out more for you. I will make a note and do that and then call the store directly to check in. So I didn't realize, evidently I called like a main line. This place has different branches. So hadn't heard. It's been two days. I called back today. I called the store directly where we purchased from. Of course, nothing had been noted or passed along. So they were hearing it for the first time. But they weren't taking an especially consumer-friendly attitude about it. And I was a little at that point, getting annoyed and told them, hey, listen, we already had to push our contractor. I don't know what the ETA is of when this thing is arriving. Can you help me out? And he was like, well, hey, listen, it takes, you can still do your demo and you can still get started because it takes a day of setup before you even need the grout. So if it gets here in two days, you're fine. Well, I was like, well, I don't know if it's getting here in two days or two months. You haven't told me. Tell me the ETA. How do you not know where it is? Oh, my. This was the conversation I haven't filled you in yet. So he's like, oh, okay, let me let me try to find out and I'll email you. Mm, guess what? Haven't heard from him. Did you make an enemy and though? And our original sales guy who did the deal and said he'd call me on Tuesday has never been in touch. Do you think that they put a note on your, totally. on your file as problematic? Yes. And so now you're never going to get your whatever grout. whatever the tile store equivalent of spit in her food is 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 happening. Oh no! Are you going to get green grout? Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> some cracked ass grout. <laughs> yep. Oh no! Mm-hmm. That's an intense conversation about grout. 
Tell me about it. Who knew? So he's supposed to email me and he didn't yet. So I guess it means I'm calling again tomorrow. I'm going to be more annoyed. Yeah. Wow. Well, here's the the hilarious part is that we have zero indication from our contractor that they're going to start working at all. Perfectly fine that everything's backordered because Demo Day was supposed to start today, actually. The last time we heard from our contractor, that was the plan. Really? Today and tomorrow. I don't remember that. You maybe you weren't present for that, but that was the initial timeline that was set based on when our materials would be here. It was a Thursday, there, Friday. That yeah, because then there was the holiday weekend. So Thursday, Friday was <clears throat> what felt comfortable and when he could reasonably get that to happen. And then they would install next week. Well, we've got cabinetry. So we've got flooring. We've got um, plumbing, all kinds of stuff mm. that I I mean, maybe it is small potatoes. It's very possible that it, it is. is but it potatoes. seems like it's That's a lot of work. Problem. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I don't care where you are. <laughs> but we, it's we're like asking a day project do... or a half day project, and they have like month projects they're working on. It is it's small potatoes in the scheme of all the potatoes they're farming. I think. Okay. I think so. Is this guy building houses? I don't think so. I don't think that's what he does. Like this is what he does. But I think he like totally guts houses and renos them. Mm. Okay. I don't think he builds them from the ground up, no. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like it's plenty of work. It's, I think it's probably more work than he's used to per an actual client. Between all the plumbing and the flooring and the cabinetry, it's a lot. Like, it's it's not it's nothing to sneeze at, and it's quite a bit of money that we're willing to spend. We don't need to go down this road again. He doesn't <laughs> want our money. It's crazy. <sighs> Meanwhile, I mean, really, to me, the biggest problem is the is the garage that we were talking about. Like at this yeah. point, that's, that's impacting it. your immediate life. Yeah, it's a problem. Everything else is aesthetic. The garage is a problem. One other thing that I've noticed, and, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this mm-hmm. or or taking it oh, taking the time. I'm so curious. We have a we have a main bathroom in the house. There's there's the bathroom we were talking about back in the guest house. There's the bathroom in our. Uh, bedroom, bathroom, and then there's a bathroom in kind of the main house that everybody has access to, and it's closest to the boys' room. The faucet in there is very strange. Mm-hmm. The pressure doesn't really change. It, it kind of does if you turn the <laughs> faucet a little bit, but then once <laughs> yeah, you go past that, it doesn't right. change, and if you do both this hot and the cold, the pressure doesn't change. You're right. And I don't even know if there's hot water in there. Have you ever tried to run hot water in there? Uh, um, I don't know if I have, actually. It seems that there's no real change. So I'm curious I what's going on in the plumbing in there. I went underneath <laughs> to try to turn like the hot and cold on and off just yeah. to see like if I could just turn the hot on. Those things don't budge. Okay. They're like sure. stuck Soldered, hard like, fast. Yeah. Okay, right. And they're even like a little bit kind of mangled, like... Mm. And I don't know why, right. but like maybe someone had used like a like a channel lock or something to like winch the crap out of it cool. at some point. So it's not a problem, but it's weird. So many weirds. The plumbing in that <laughs> bathroom is just a little suspect. It works. <laughs> and I don't I like I got to the point I was trying to move one of those uh uh uh, water uh, dials and what do you call them? Faucet. 
Well, like no, underneath like the, the sink. Oh, oh, you know, under. Like okay. underneath the I sink. Like the, this is how much I know. Uh, you know, the little turny knobby thing. <laughs> and I couldn't budget. And I was like, I don't know. Like if I turn this thing, I might it might just explode and we would just have a flood. So like I didn't try to push it any further That's than I. But totally you should be able to hand to tighten us. those things so you can just turn the water oh. off. Oh dear! You know what I mean? Oh, so there's no way to turn the water off, is what you're saying? If we ever had a plumbing issue, mm. not. I mean, it's probably problematic. I, I, I suppose if you were really incentivized by <laughs> an, an emergency, you might try to turn the crap out of it. But I wasn't at that point when I was might just make being things curious. Worse. Yeah, might things make things better? Might make things worse? Kind of situation. Yeah. So okay. we may have uh-huh. some unique. Oh dear. I, I, I don't know if we want him to look at it yet. I mean. Yeah, I would love for him to look at it in two years, <laughs> but not now, which is not something I need to be concerned about. Oh, no. One, because I'll never see him, and two, because it's not really a problem. Yeah. I just need yeah. water. <laughs> oh, no. No, I hadn't really thought about it, but you're right. No more or less water comes out at any point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like <laughs> a light switch. Yeah. The water in there, and it's not a lot. Yeah, it sounds super strong. It's okay. That's nah, something weird, though. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny how in an old house, there's just all these things that you inherit that, I guess, when you live with them, or if you create them, it's not that big a deal. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, this is gross and scatological. But if you look at your kid's poop or something, or not or something, when you look at your kid's poop, it doesn't affect you at all because it's just like, or your dog, you know, like you're picking up your dog's poop. It's your dog. It's your responsibility. It's your thing. It's not a big deal. You pick it up and you move on. If it's someone else's dog's poop, then it's just, what the hell is this and why is it in front of me? (laughs) And I feel like yeah. some of these home fixes are like, well, that's what I did. It was the best I could do, and I'll just live with it. Yeah. And and when you do it yourself, you know the whole story, and you're fine. It wasn't you didn't want to go any further, and it's the best you can do, and it works, and it's fine. But if someone inherits that thing, it's like, wait, what the hell is this? Why, why is this not perfect? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, dog poop. Put it with dog poop. Okay, that's a good allegory. Sure. Um. So yeah, I, I I we're finding a lot of dog poop in this house. <laughs> literally. Well, no, not literally. The smell smells like dog poop. <laughs> I know for a fact it's not dog poop. Ew. <laughs> it's human sewage. Ew. Ew. But how okay, here's the other thing. How much sewage could be back there? I mean, does it? I mean, unless it just stores up forever. Yeah, it's just a tank. Yeah. Okay. Ew! It's not even our sewage. That makes it worse. Not necessarily. Gross. But it's that's. Because I was gonna say, like the people that have been in our guest house so far hasn't been very many. And how much did they poop in there? Probably not that much. Well, how much does anyone poop? I don't know, but if they're that's what I'm saying. Is there two two years? Is there ten years of sewage sitting under there? I don't think so. In which case, it's not ours, and that's even grosser. Uh, well, th- th- to to yeah. my point, uh, yeah, dog poop. To my point, literally. But 
human. Yeah. You keep saying worse. literally, but it's not <laughs> dog poop. I mean it's human similar. waste. Isn't this great? Isn't this, this is great? Such a good combo. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's not it's not personal. Just just to get back to a sewage smell. It has nothing to do with an individual or individuals or anyone. It's just that's just part of it's underneath all of us all of the time. It's you just part usually of smell part it. of society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there is this whole system. We just should pretend we're in like the medieval times when it flowed through the streets, I guess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we're living with. Yeah. And I hope that we so didn't or- open the portal to the medieval times <laughs> through our washer and Hey, dryer. we're in a plague. We have poop flowing. We are, I mean, we are, what, what else do you need? You need a wall around your city? We have a gate? I mean, I think we're there. I think we're there. Yeah. So this is the our lifestyle here in Redondo <laughs> Beach is no different than medieval times. Yep, you heard it here. I'm looking outside to our <laughs> patio to our, lights. To our lights that we tell a computer to turn on with our voices. It's just it's you know what it's just like medieval times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's shameful the way that we live. Uh, well, I wanted to talk this week about biggest fears, uh, and, and we don't have to belabor this too much because I'm just spurring this on you now, and maybe in the future I'll throw a big topic at you. But what you know, when you think about home ownership, and now that you are in your house, what what would you, if you could, list like what what are you most fearful of, and what do you do with that fear? Easy. It is the same as it was when we were going through the loan process way back when it is that we lose jobs and we can't afford it. And it takes like two months before we have no more money. And it makes me have cold sweats. And that's what I do. I have sweats. And I just think about it. That's what I do. Okay. You? So financial is that's it. No, that's not it. But that's the top one. Okay. What else is on your list? Uh, that we will never feel moved in is on my list that we will have some other big expensive issue. We thought this weekend, this is a funny one. We have this in the living room. There's this really pretty wall of wood planks and we painted it white. And there's, I've always noticed there's like a seam down part of the wall. But in the daytime, it just looks like a seam and it's been painted over. But at nighttime, if you have this one certain light on that is kind of hanging up high, cast it a casts big shadow. these real shadows that make it look like the wall is cracking and collapsing if you look at it just right. Yeah. And I was convinced that the wall was coming down. There were pipes behind there that were ready to burst. There was a real crazy problem. And then I woke up the next morning, looked at it, and it was totally fine. So... Mm-hmm. I am concerned that there is some crazy expensive issue that we're quickly going to run into after all these little things. Yeah, I think that's, to me, that seems like the most reasonable fear. It's it's kind of like living in fear of a medical emergency, which I also, you know, I think that's pretty normal. It's like at any given point in your life, something could go wrong or something could happen to someone or yourself 
and all of a sudden you're like in the middle of like, oh, this is the only thing I'm worried about now. I wish I was only worried yeah. about those other things that I was worried about two Give days ago. Give me back those grout days. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that and that is very true. Like you could have a pipe burst or your roof could cave in or you could have a sinkhole or who knows what. You could have your sewage pipe burst <laughs> oh, and you could flood your whole house yeah. with waste as long as we're continuing this theme this episode uh so to me that that's the biggest fear is just the unknown and and because we there there is no safety net there's no recourse i mean i guess we have insurance so if something was to go tragically wrong we would have some something there but um there's a lot of things that could happen that we just don't even expect and they're like in the short amount of time that we've been here yeah. which has been about two months already there's been so many things that we just couldn't have seen coming or like really already the water heater's going out so uh to me that's the biggest fear I, you know the financial thing i get it but you could live your whole life that way i mean mm-hmm. you could live your whole life that way you eventually you have to and i have had to just let go of being concerned about making this monthly existence operate Mm -hmm. and after you know 40 years 20 years as an adult i guess um i've just come to terms with the fact that you're just going to make that work and if it doesn't work what are they going to do kill you no you'll figure it out Mm -hmm. you have to figure it out maybe and yeah maybe things will get hard or uncomfortable or you know not what you're accustomed to but you're still just going to keep living Mm -hmm. so why not you know why not do this thing where your money's not necessarily going anywhere you can still get that money back Mm -hmm. you can still sell this house you know what i mean Mm -hmm. no i i agree i agree with that i think it makes sense i think we did the right thing i just am still getting cold sweats about it because it's I mean, I don't know. Our jobs, I mean, whose job is stable? Our That's jobs I are mean. very stable. Um, and we just, at this moment, and this will change as we are here longer, but at this moment, we just, our cushion is very thin. So it feels more precarious than we're used to. That's all. Sure. And I think that anybody who buys a house feels exactly that same yeah, way. Yeah, totally. And we're probably in better shape than a lot of people, quite frankly, who buy a house but for us with having had the luxury of fairly cheap rent for a long time and you but know, that, but pretty it high paying jobs compared cheap, not I mean not cheap but comparatively to what we were making we had a lot of extra income yeah. and we do not now yeah so it's a I, I think it's just a different I think adjustment the anxiety about a monthly existence is pretty you know fleet wide when it comes to Mm -hmm. the uh, society and that's something that I I, just because it is so common and every human being that's not Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk or whoever is insanely wealthy who we all aspire to be everybody else is dealing with that monthly existence and they're also dealing with somebody who has to hold them accountable for it. And those people are used to all manners, all walks of life, variations of people that are trying to make that monthly existence work. Mm -hmm. So I, I I think it's just because it is just the way life is. It doesn't scare me. 
but maybe it should. But I also know that we try to prepare and we try to save and mm-hmm. we always have and we always will as best we can. And we also have, you know, we're fortunate enough to have skills and careers where we will find another job. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be in a situation where you're never going to work again. I don't think, you know, and worst case scenario, you just start your own company. You could do that. You literally could do that. You have done that. Um, and, you know, that that's a huge investment. It takes a lot of time, but you're in a position where you could actually do that. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, if you were just a minimum wage employee for your whole life, you don't have that option, but right. you do have the skill set where you could be like, I'm just going to start my own company and make my own magic, mm-hmm. you know, and you could do that. It's not like it's just that simple, but you're in a position where you could. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, right. yeah. I don't know. Um, when it comes to um, your your other fear about never moving in, obviously that's not going to be the case. Eventually we will get moved in and we'll find the right furniture for the various places, but it is a process. And, um, you know, it is frustratingly slow and we could probably be doing more. Um we could be. But it is so it easy just, just to like, get used yeah, to it's so, so easy to get used to clutter. How are you feeling? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that I look around just depress me. Um, but I I don't know if that'll ever change. I don't think that it will cuz it's been that way for you know 15 years. <laughs> right? Has it? Yes. When have we, I mean, when have we not had clutter? I don't know. I feel like a lot of clutter is kid related. Yeah. I'm not saying it was perfect before, but there's a lot more stuff. Oh, I'm yawning. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Um, so what, uh, what was your uh, big uh, highlight of the week in a good way this week? Uh, I think it was what I mentioned before, just having people here hanging out. We had some cornhole and some beers going on in the backyard. We grilled out. Um, just felt really nice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was nice to just have a couple of days where we were just able to almost have like a vacation at home. Yeah, which was that's good. what it felt like. We weren't doing projects. What do you hope to accomplish this coming week? Mm. Getting our tile without having spit on it that's a good goal to get the tile and grout <laughs> the, our materials to fix the I mean, I have no control over the kitchen over that, the course of the honestly. next week um i don't know what other goal um hmm. oh i know i started i started a project of unpacking the office and I didn't make it before the work week started. And then there's just no time in a day. Um, that's my goal to finish up. Unpacking the office stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> you? Mm. Maybe we, we have some stuff to do in the boys fort that could be done. You know, we wanted to move the uh, mm-hmm. their little entertainment stand it's bolted into mm-hmm. the wall over. So that'd be good. Be something to get done. And uh, I don't know. I'd like to get the new couch in here. That's not happening till 
It's like two or, months away. I mean, at a bare minimum, a month, maybe a month and a half. Because we bought it on Memorial Day. <laughs> it was just Fourth so of July. Ago. Yeah. Seasons are rolling by. Watching the holidays go by. Yeah. yeah. So that's Memorial Day to Fourth of July is five weeks. So. I was looking at like back at the. I mean, <laughs> in a good way, maybe we've paid for a lot of the big expenditures of things that are coming now. Like we have this couch that's been coming for months that we've paid for. We've paid for this expensive tile that's coming for weeks. We paid for a picnic set out front that's been coming for weeks and got delivered and was half missing. And now we're in the process of getting a new one and trying to return the half parts of the old one, which is a really complicated process. But who was that from? Was that Macy's? Macy's. Real yeah, weird. their customer service has been terrible. It's not Amazon. Yeah. You would think that Macy's would be more on top of it. No. they. I mean, they answered the phone when I called. No, but so you know what I mean? Good. Like they're a big company. Like you think that they would have a return system. Well, I think most stores make you return things when they're received. If they're not, if you're not keeping them. No, I know, but it's been disorganized. Yeah. Well, like they didn't part, deliver. They didn't no. deliver the table to begin with. No. And then they made us return the stuff that they did deliver. Yeah. As opposed to just sending a replacement table. Yeah. And then they messed up the communication with the with UPS as far as when to pick up yeah. the stuff. But they like it's been it's UPS. been it's been very. <laughs> I was I was impressed a that I got an email after I hung up with the customer service rep that oh this thing has been ordered into shipping but then it takes two weeks to get to us. And B, I was impressed that a UPS guy did show up to pick up the thing. I mean, honestly, like the yeah, steps but it's all been were, it's, it's yeah. out of order. They did the right thing, but not at all at the right time. Nope. Or none of it really made sense. And none of it's convenient at all for us. But something's happening. So they did something, just not correctly. <laughs> you would I think. Mean, I, you would feel. I mean, I feel like Macy's is a big brand. They would have. Mm customer service and a return system down pat because mm -hmm. they've got to do it a lot but we're i'm not getting the sense that this is an organized system well the issue for okay to get into details we unboxed chairs it's chairs and a table we unboxed the chairs and thought well the table must be coming in a separate box at some point and then it never showed up so i called and said hey where's the table? <laughs> they said, oh, it only gets ordered and shipped together. You should have received them both. We didn't. We just have the chairs. Okay, no problem. Would you like a refund? Would you like me to order you a new one? Absolutely. We, we want the table and chairs. Please send it. <laughs> sure. Happy to do that. Okay, so the chairs that you have I'm going to put in a return order. You have to return those chairs that you have, and you're going to get the whole new whole set. If you don't return the chairs, you will be charged. To which I say, okay, fine. These are big chairs. We took them out of the box. We didn't know we were going to have to return the freaking chairs. I don't have a big box anymore. So what do you want us to do with the UPS return situation? To which their answer is, Oh, well, you can get any old box. I was like, I don't have any old box that is big enough for chairs. How about if I use the box that the new thing comes in? We'll put the old chairs in the new in the new box. They'll fit because that's from whence they came. 
everyone's happy. But then the timeline is messed up with the UPS. The UPS was the very first thing that happened. He's been to our house three days in a row. And then we've had to explain to him three days in a row why we are not sending the chairs back yet because we don't have a box. To which the poor UPS guy trying to be helpful says, oh, well, there's this little packing store just right down the road. You can go grab a box. Like, I'm not, I'm, but I don't want to buy a box. I bought this thing. It's their fault. So it's, it's just a whole, everything's more complicated than it needs to be as with all the things. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. That yeah. was my long story, long winded details. What, what was my point? What did I start talking well, about Well, the, the point is, is that this is way too complicated for a company as big as Macy's. Yeah. Got it. Like if it's Amazon, they just say, oh, keep the chairs. We'll send you a new home. Or page. just but bring the like, chairs to Kohl's yeah. and we'll take care mm-hmm. of it. I think you said, I did, it did say in the email that we could take the chairs to the store. Maybe that's what we should just do. Yeah. Maybe that's easier in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's I know. also strange. Um, uh, anything that you learned this week that you wish you would have known before? Um, not to throw boxes away until you're sure all your parts are there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that box was so big. I know. No one would keep it around. No, of course not. I wish that I knew that potentially putting in a new washer and dryer could open a portal to another dimension. Oh, that's a good one. I never even thought about it. Had you known, would you have done it or would you have kept it in the kitchen though? No, I wouldn't have kept it in the kitchen, but I think I would have made sure that they came up with a solution that was not going to make (laughs) everything smell like rotten eggs. Yeah. Like, oh, well, is there some other pipe we can tap Mm -hmm. into? Right. That's not going to make the garage smell. But we still don't know that's the problem. But it might be. I think I would have asked more more questions about the plumbing because I do think a lot of times, you know, the folks that come in to do the contractor work, they just do like, well, you know, boom, it works. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm out. And they don't think about all the possible ramifications of that work that they've done. Right. So... Um, I guess when you're getting plumbing done, asking more questions or just knowing more, I literally know nothing about plumbing. I've taken it all for granted my whole life and I'm just slowly kind of learning how these processes work. And so maybe knowing a little more about plumbing before you have contractors do mm-hmm. contractors do plumbing in your home. Eh, I wish I'd known a little more yeah. about, about, about that. Why I would have, how I don't would know. You, I know. And how would you have learned that? I mean, how would you know what to ask? I how guess you could you Google ever... something. Oh. I wish I had Googled more about plumbing <laughs> and washer dryer plumbing. <laughs> I don't or, know. Some people probably do. Like if you're an engineer and you're like, I want to move the washer and dryer there. Hmm. I wonder how that's going to work. I really want to understand. Never thought intricacies. for a second about how it would work. Just thought, like, yeah, just go put them there and figure it out for me. Tell me how to tell me when to turn mm-hmm. it on. So. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, movie corner. Oh. Mm-hmm. We watched the Tomorrow War this week. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a new Chris Pratt uh, Amazon movie about the end of the world, uh, fighting aliens in the future. Uh, because the future world is losing the war, but fortunately they were able to come up with a portal 
to the past so they can go 30 years in the past and pluck people from there for more troops every week. What'd you think of the Tomorrow War? More portals. Um, (laughs) I thought it was okay. I mean, it wasn't entertaining enough. Chris Pratt is always fun. Um, There were a couple parts that randomly made us really laugh hard. He wasn't really that fun in this movie. He wasn't as fun as usual. He was pretty, pretty vanilla. Yeah, that's true. For a movie that he produced, You're right. it didn't really feel like he brought his he have personality his to it. Comedic tone. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's true. He was being a very straightforward good guy character. Um, but yeah. still, he's fine. Like I'll watch him be a good guy. Yeah, I, I wasn't bored. Yeah, it was. Fi- it was. It was, it was very it forgettable. It got a little long. It's not a movie yeah. that you're ever gonna I won't remember. Watch. I won't talk about it. I. It was a little bit long in the end. Um, what is the obsession with everything being two plus hour? Like all the Fast and the know. Furious movies, all the Marvel movies, like all this stuff. I'm sure. I think some they want to like, give you their value, your value for your money. I suppose. Something. I don't know. But there used to be a thing, and maybe I'm sure there's research out there to support it, or they wouldn't be doing it. It could be. I mean, yes, I I agree that there's got to be something behind this trend. It used to be that you would try to keep it tighter so that you could turn people around in the theater more. Mm-hmm. So like an hour and a half was, you know, hour and a half, two hours uh, tops was kind of like right. the key to like get as many showtimes as you could in the theater. In a day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not like streaming was taking over when all these bloated Marvel movies were coming out. So I wouldn't totally blame streaming but maybe streaming has something to do with it i think it does now i mean i think that's what's happening now but i guess that's my point though is it hasn't just started now yeah. like it's been going on weirder. for 10 You're years right. yeah um but it, it is like why does the tomorrow war need to be two hours and 20 minutes it really well, doesn't it doesn't is the answer to that <laughs> they had some cool like creature effects but you know i was thinking it's like hey okay. like there was a lot of it and it's so cg i yeah. I, I feel like there was there's a lot of parallels to like Independence Day with this movie, you know, like an alien yeah. invasion destroying the world and fighting against it. But like when you think back on Independence Day, there were a lot of practical, you know, Will Pin- Will Pinch, Will Smith punched an alien in the head like with uh-huh. his fist, like uh-huh. he actually did that and dragged it across the desert. Right. And that was all like a practical alien, and there was okay. something to that feeling that tactile feeling where like now in something like the tomorrow war when they're all cg like it feels like you're kind of watching a cartoon yeah and it doesn't feel as exciting or immediate and i think that there are creature effects that you can do that are practical that maybe make it feel a little more scary or Mm -hmm. tense but when it's all just a cartoon and it's you know it's just people fighting Mm -hmm. green screen and it doesn't carry the same weight I give you a really good example um, was when the Descent and um, uh, I Am Legend came out. I've seen neither of those movies. So the Descent had practical uh, cave dwelling creatures that were super scary. Okay. And I Am Legend was all like this, like CG. And they came out at the same time and they were like these, you know, you know, post-apocalyptic creatures that or I can't remember what it was in I Am Legend, but I feel like they were similar in that they like were all white and okay. they were blind or whatever. Um, and they, I, I don't know why everyone's gotten away from real life creature effects mm-hmm. when it's pretty, to me, it's very objective that it's more um, 
effective. Well, what was your point with I Am Legend versus? Well, I Am Legend was all CGI. Okay. And it wasn't scary at all. Got it. But when you've got like a guy in a suit jumping in and grabbing actors, it's scary. Got it. You know, it gets you going. But when it's just a CGI character, you don't believe it. Okay. Got it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like that there was a lot of that going on with Tomorrow War where it's like fun and it's funny, but like I wasn't really ever scared or on the edge of my seat. No. But they could have been. They could have been. Like like Alien is a great example. That's scary as hell. Totally. Or The Thing, which you don't even see it, but it's so scary. Yeah. Well, yeah, not seeing something is even scarier. Mm -hmm. Um, I was surprised. I thought that's where it was going, actually, because they make this like lead up of the reason no one in past world has seen any pictures or anything of how to fight these things is that they're they know then people would be too scared to go forward with jumping to the future to fight the things so i thought we were going for that we'll never see them yeah yeah but then you immediately see them and it's like oh okay yeah but if it was like all that like the alien style like Mm -hmm. all the real teeth and slime and stuff Mm -hmm. would have been a hundred times scarier. Maybe yeah. it's, it must be more expensive. It must I'm be sure more it is. expensive. I'm sure to it's do way, it way more expensive. But it works so sure. much better. Yeah. And takes longer. Like this stuff is churn out. It's, you know. I feel like CGI is not like you can't snap your fingers. You make can't it work, snap your though. fingers, it's but I think it's. Effects. No, but I think it's faster than building a thing at Lucas shop, which takes years. And yeah. I think it's a but, lot faster than a practical thing. But here. Okay. So just. Again, I'm I'm not producing these movies. I don't know. But if I sent Chris Pratt into the future mm-hmm. and all he had to do was kill the mother alien, like mm-hmm. that's the mission. And so he's, you know, a la alien. Like mm-hmm. he's just on a ship with this one alien that he's got to beat. Yeah. It's probably going to be cheaper than that big, crazy, like all those crazy <laughs> set pieces one yeah, after another maybe. for two and a half hours that if it was just like a really tense, tight, you know, you're watching it on Amazon. It doesn't have to be a theatrical mm-hmm. experience. If it was this tense, tight uh, yeah, I'm with you. fight with him and this one crazy, scary creature on a ship or wherever in the basement of a mall. I don't know. I feel like that would be better. I'm with you. So why don't they? I feel like they, they, they I think they all feel like they have to be the Marvel movie. You know, they all have to be like relentless set pieces, big and, and, and and most people probably that's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. But I think most people don't know what they really what's really going to get their gears turning is that stuff that's so much more tense. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like um, Quiet Place did it really well, which you don't really see awesome. those aliens seen. hardly at all. I'm trying to remember, like maybe by the end, but for the most part, you're just scared of making a sound and then they swoop in and they're gone and they eat mm. you like they're, they're just. In and out, and you're dead. And that's why that movie was so effective. Got it. Anyway. Tomorrow was fine. It's fine. fine. Have some some popcorn. Have a light Friday night. Yeah, and you'll easily forget it. Yeah. The next day. Which, I mean, that's the majority of movies, too. You know, it's fine. Yeah. I feel like the goal should be to make something really memorable. I think the goal always is that, but there's a lot of movies that just exist and are fine. Yeah. But even if they are trying to be loftier, most end up in forgettable. Yeah. You know? It's just too bad when 
that's like Amazon's big tentpole movie, and it's like, oh, this is all you got. Mm. You should try to do something good next time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we'll have some contractor news next week. I'm betting that we probably won't. Um, and we will continue to move forward. It is summertime, so we'll probably try to enjoy the uh, the new digs as much as we can. And if if we're lucky, we'll have a huge mess in the kitchen by this time next week. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we say goodbye? Mm-mm. All right. Well, uh, we will see you next week. As always, uh, thanks for listening. And this is our first time. We'll see you next time. First time in 4 days.